turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. How to finish the race that we've started. Next on Times of Refreshing with Napoleon Kaufman. Our faith, our walk with Christ. The Bible calls it a race, and Paul tells us to run in such a way so as to win the prize. So how do we do that, especially when it's a race of endurance rather than a sprint? We're good at sprints. Marathons? Not so much. But yet that's exactly what we've been called to. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. We're in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, as we take a look at Paul's admonition to finish the race. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's program. This is a matter of lifestyle. Your faith, your walk with God is a matter of lifestyle, and you have to see it as a race. And this is what the title of my message is today, Finish the Race. Oftentimes when we give our life to Christ... And when we hear messages from the pulpit, we're so evangelistic in nature that we focus on the starting line. And we talk about the entrance. We talk about how to come to Christ. We talk about how to get to know him. And, and, we, and we focus on the gospel, which we should. And the gospel, is, it, it helps us to understand what Jesus did so that we can gain access to the Father. But saints, we have to realize that it's not just about the start. It's also about how we finish in life. And for uh, anybody that's been in this walk for a long time, you know, I've been, I've been walking with Christ about 20 years now. And, 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 and I'm way away from the starting line. And before and between where I started and where I'm at now, there's been a lot of ups and downs, trials and tests, heartbreaks and headaches. And, and then I've had my peaks and valleys of success and God blessing and, and, and your life. You, you're on this journey with God and, and you're going to see here Apostle Paul equates it to a race. And for all of us here in this room, we have to see that we're, we got to go from just focusing on where I started, and we respect that. We, and I just talked about it. we got to constantly remember where God found us. But as you're going along in this journey, we have to keep in mind that this is a race. And it's not just about where I started. It's also about how I finish. I have to finish this thing with Jesus. I have to go from glory to glory. And I have to know in my mind that Jesus isn't just leaving me there. He's processing me through the way. But it is a journey. Apostle Paul, who was one of my favorite people in the Bible, was one who understood this. His beginning, Acts chapter 9, right around in there. 
We see him starting with Jesus. But, but you see this journey that he goes on with the Lord. And you read his epistles and you see his ups and downs. You see him. But one of the things I love is that he, all throughout his journey, he sticks close to Jesus. And he stays close to Jesus. In one of his last epistles, 2 Timothy chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 8, we see him talking to young, Apostle Paul talking to young Timothy about his departure, knowing that his departure was at hand, that he was going to be with the Lord. And he says this, for I am ready, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is is at hand. He said, I, I, he's basically saying, I, I, my life has been poured out. I know that I'm getting ready to die. He says here, I have fought the good fight. He says, I have finished the what? Race or my course. He said, I finished it. This was his mindset. It wasn't just, this is how I started, but this is how I'm finishing it's not just about how I'm starting. Lord, I want to, I got saved years ago, but Lord, I want to make sure at the end of my days that I'm still walking with you, talking with you, learning about you, growing in you, that I'm maturing in you, and I'm becoming closer and closer to you. And this is his, his, his mindset. You said, he says, I finished my race. I finished it. He says, I have kept the faith. He says, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who loved his appearing. And so he's saying that, and we're going to see this, he's saying that, that, that also there's something stored up for me because I'm willing to finish my race. Saints, realize there's a reward for this. There's something that you're, you're, you're going after. There's something. He said, there's a crown of righteousness that's going to be given to me. He says, I fought the good fight. He says, I've finished my race, the race, and I've kept the faith. He, he understands that there's something, that life isn't just about living and dying. There's something I'm after here. Jesus got me so that I can go get him. And then I'm in pursuit of something. And for all of us here, we can't just see life, our whole life's pursuit, just about getting houses and cars and bling and, and stuff. And, and all that stuff is cool. I'm not against it. But that cannot be our, our only passion in pursuit in life. It can't be. It can't be. All of it is fleeting. As much as I love the stuff that we talk about with this building and all this stuff, I always keep in mind that all this is going to be burnt up. And Jesus is not coming back for this. Well, I'm going to start my ministry at 2333 Nissan Drive, and I'm going to put my throne right there. I don't think so. For all of us here, we have to keep in mind that this stuff is good, but keep it in the right perspective and prioritize it right and make sure that like Apostle Paul, he says, I've been poured out. He says, he's saying that I have, I fought the good fight. He says, I finished the race. I finished it. I didn't just start it. 
I finished it. People come to the altar all the time, and Pastor Kaufman, I want to be saved. You want to be saved? Okay, come down. We're going to pray. You can invite the Lord Jesus into your life. But the question I always have is, is this person going to stick with Jesus? When their back is against the wall, and when the world comes grabbing after them again, and, and, and she calls, and, and he calls, and, and they want to go and, and get involved in some mess, and is the person going to stick with him? Are they going to walk with him? Are they going to talk with him until the very end? Are they going to want to be discipled? Are they going to want to be raised up and trained? Are they going to want to let go of their pride and, and arrogance and self-righteousness and, and lust? Are they going to want to let go? Are they, are they really going to cling to Jesus? Or was it just an emotional response? Because the issue here is this man of God who had Everything against him, he left everything behind. At the end of his life, he says, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. Go to Acts chapter 20. We're going to see this. Go to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, verse 17 to 24. We're going to see a picture of this as Apostle Paul is now talking to the elders that were at Miletus, and he basically says the same thing to them. It says in verse 17, Acts 20, verse 17, the Apostle Paul says, For Miletus, he, Apostle Paul, sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you. Serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. He says, testifying to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And see now, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city saying that chains and tribulations await me. Now, most of us, when we hear, when we heard, would have heard that, we would have gone the, another direction. But Apostle Paul, because he understood his race, he understood that he needed to keep the faith, he understood very clearly that there was going to be times and moments and, and tough moments and things that, that went on in his life. It says that the Holy Spirit testified. What the Holy Spirit tell you going to go through it, you're going to go through it. But I love his heart. Look what he says in verse 23. Except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city saying that change and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my what? My race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And I, and I love this. He says, but none of these things move me. When you know that you have your race and that God has something in store for you, your life is a race. 
He says, none of these things move me. This is, this is my purpose. This is what God has ordained for my life. This is what I'm, I'm supposed to be about. I'm supposed to be about. He's saying it here, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. Selfishness, selfishness, at the end of the day, is the root of all sin. At some point in time, we make up in our mind that we want to do what we want to do. That we want to go where we want to go. That I want to see my purpose established. I want my stuff, and you see it. You see it. You don't even have to teach your kids to be selfish. Just put a toy out there. The first thing you hear is, what? Mine. And so... So all of us, inherent within our fallen nature, is a desire just for self. Apostle Paul, he understands the value of love. Greater love have no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. It's the ultimate expression of love is when you're willing to give of yourself. Giving is the ultimate expression of love. And for all of us, we have to realize that Apostle Paul was able to get a hold of this. And he says in verse 24, he says, But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. I'm willing to give up myself. And this is why he says I'm being poured out. He says here, He says, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And you can be in a situation like Apostle Paul and have ups and downs and things go on in trials. But it's amazing how he says, these things are waiting waiting for me, but I'm going to finish my race with what? With joy. And we talk about this all the time. Joy is different than happiness. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit of God. It's a fruit of the Spirit of God. God places joy within our hearts, and it becomes a part of our nature, regardless of the circumstances. Happiness, things, we get happy as things, our circumstances change. But joy is inwrought, it's, it's seated within us, and God gives us a joy unspeakable and full of glory. He gives us the joy that, that, uh, that is not of this world. He gives us a joy that we can be in a prison and start praising God and shouting to God. And then the prison doors open and those that, can I have an amen? That's, this is what Paul and Silas had. It was a joy. And for us, this is what God wants to give us as we're going through our lives. But we have to make sure that we stay on course to finish our race. Not just start our race, but to finish our race. That God, when, when, when it's all said and done and I'm on my, my deathbed, I want to be able to look up and say, Lord, I did it. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. You know, I just can't think of anything else that I need to do, Lord. I'm ready. Most people aren't like that. This is my prayer for myself and for all of us here, that, that when Jesus wants to take us home, we're ready. That if Jesus decides to take us home, that God, I fought the good fight, I finished my course, I kept the faith. The worst thing is when you sit down with people on their deathbed and they start, well, I don't know if I'm, I, I, 
you know, I need, well, Lord, give me another day to get some things ready. For all of us, we want to have the perspective that Apostle Paul had and the heart condition that he had. He says, to finish my race with joy, verse 24, and the ministry which I received from the Lord to testify the gospel of God. This should be our heart. It should be our passion. I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and I want to get a couple nuggets here that are going to help us to finish our race in life. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, on down to 27. Lord, we don't want to be just Christians in word. We want to be in action and in deed. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, and uh, let's look at this. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race all, all run, but one receives the prize? He says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. And this is the first thing I want to highlight from these verses. Number one, we have to run in such a way, okay? We have to run in such a way that we obtain it. There's a way in which we run. There's a way in which we live our lives. We're in a race. We're journeying with God. It is not a sprint. It's a marathon. As we're going forward, he's saying that we need to do this in such a way. What's happened with the body of Christ, what's happened with people, people are trying to redefine the way. People are trying to redefine what the race should look like. People are trying to make the race fit what's more comfortable for them. They're trying to make the race more palatable, trying to make it a little bit easier. That people are trying to redefine a way. And I, and I love this. He says, run in such a way. There's a way in which we are to run. And for us, number one, we, we, have, to, we have to run while laying aside every weight. There's no way I can be successful in my race through life if I'm weighted down. If I'm burdened down. If I'm allowing the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust for everything, other things to come in and to cloud my vision and to weigh me down. And it's, a, it's something. There's, there's, there's a way in which uh, you can run free of burden. But what happens for us is we, we end up walking with Christ and we're carrying all this weight. And it's like we're not free and freedom doesn't mean that you're lawless. Freedom means that I've gotten to the boundaries that God has established and I've allowed God to lift everything that's not of him off of me so I can run freely. But what happens to us is sometimes, saints, is we're, we're not running in such a way that we might obtain it. We're, we're, we're going in a direction, but we're not running in such a way that we may obtain it. And what Apostle Paul, I love this. And he knew this. I got to let some stuff go. This is weight in my life. Maybe your attitude is a weight. Maybe our, maybe our, um, this little defense lawyer that we have on our shoulder that tells us that we're always right and everybody else is always wrong. He's weighing us down. And I could go on and on and on about things. And, and you and I know things in our lives that are weights. 
if we're honest with ourselves, that this is, I haven't even gotten to doing anything sinful, Pastor. I just, I'm weighed down with this. Maybe it's an association with somebody or a a group of people that I shouldn't be running with. I can't run with y'all. I love you. But you guys are running in such a way that you're not going to obtain it. And I'm going to run in such a way that I may obtain it. This has to be our mindset. We have to lay aside every weight. And then we have to lay aside the sin. Sin is also an issue. And we don't want to, people don't want to talk about sin. We just receive us and we're good. And and no, we got to repent. Everybody's got to repent. Can I have an amen? Everybody. I mean, there's things that that if we have sin in our lives, Jesus isn't just going to cover it up. We got to get it out of our lives, eradicate it, do away with it, and allow Jesus to free us from the weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. It stops us from going where we want to go. Well, the Lord knows. Yeah, the Lord knows that we need to repent. We don't talk about it enough. We're every You're just God's children and he just loves you all. Yeah, he loves us, but he don't give you a spanking if you keep on doing that. Can I have an amen? We got to get some, we have to stop, change our mind and go in a different direction. That's what repentance is all about. I'm going to stop. I'm changing my mind and I'm going in a different direction. And Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul preached repentance. He didn't just preach grace. He talked about repentance too. John the Baptist, the first message that he preached was a message of repentance. Jesus in his first message that he stood up and preached after the Holy Spirit got, uh, came upon him. is he came into the synagogue and he started preaching about repentance and freedom and liberty. Saints, for all of us. We can't shy away from the word repent. It's not a bad word. It's a beautiful thing when you can look yourself in the mirror and say, man, you need to stop, change your mind, go in a different direction, and let's let God do what he's trying to do in our... Can I have an amen in here today? We have churches that are full of people that have never repented, that have never got converted, have never stopped. They just added church to their routine can i preach this this morning we have to stop and say lord i i i want to finish this race and i want to run in such a way that i may obtain it i got to get weight off myself i got to get this sin out of my life and jesus died he didn't die just to make us a good sinner he died to get sin out of your life and out of my life to free us from sin. I don't know about you, but when I gave my life to God, I wasn't, I wasn't tripping about any money. I wasn't worrying about stuff. I wasn't worrying about all this stuff. I had all this stuff. I, but I looked myself in the mirror and I said, something is wrong with you. You need to change. You need to go in a different direction. You need healing. You need deliverance. You need to get free from this stuff and start doing what's... Can I have an amen in this place this morning? And I finally got honest with myself and say, man, I need to repent, man. I need a change in my life. And I'm not going to blame my upbringing. 
I'm not going to blame the police. I'm not going to blame the government. I'm not going to blame this person. I'm, it's me, Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. I feel an anointing on this. That I need help. And I'm not blaming anybody else. Lord, I need you to change me. And this is how we lay aside weight and sin. We, we, we run in such a way that we may obtain it. And then we start to release our faith. We run in such a way that now we get our eyes fixed on Jesus. We start looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I start to release my, my, I start to look unto Jesus and my eyes get fixed on him because at the end of the day, he's who I'm running to. He's who I'm running to. And my eyes are on him as my goal to become more like him, to get to know him. My eyes become fixed on him. And this helps me to finish my way. This is how we run in such a way that we may obtain it. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 945 You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. <music>